Welcome back to the Have You Seen It podcast. Uh, this is our Foreign Film Fridays. Absolutely. This is our second official one. Yes, sir. Uh, for this podcast. We have done foreign films in the past on this podcast since we have well over 200 episodes now. Like we, we have, have, yeah, of course. I yeah. mean, it's, if you're going <laughs> to review movies, it's hard you gotta not do to. you got to do it for yeah. Maybe we'll have to move those into our foreign film. That's what credit. that's what I'm thinking about doing. I'm thinking about um, just transferring them over yeah. to like our channel. We don't uh, have too many, unfortunately. Not too many. Yeah, but we we do have a few. One that pops into my mind immediately is always raw. Uh, yeah, of course. Raw was a crazy one. I'm French so, New I'm Wave. so glad I got to show you guys raw. Yeah, it was just was a, it was just you and I. Was it was just it? yep you and yeah, I. I'm so glad I do. I don't know anyone that knows that movie. So I'm so glad that I got mm-hmm. to show someone that movie. It's so good. It is. I go back and watch it all the time. I know. But I'm Brutal really, movie. really excited to talk about this one today. It's an exciting day. It's a very exciting yes, day. It is. We've been wanting to watch this film for a long time. We've only watched part one. Yes. But yes. this is Gangs of Wasipur. Part one, the the crime epic mm-hmm. is what I would call maybe the Lord of the Rings of gangster and films. Gangster films, yeah. <laughs> It is a five-hour-long, originally cut five hours long, mm-hmm. and in India they said, "Look, we're we're the kings of four-hour-long movies, <laughs> but but we can't do this five-hour. This is this is preposterous. We have to draw the line. <laughs> we next thing people will be making eight-hour movies. We'll be in there all day. We'll have nine of fucking uh, breaks in the middle. Yeah, they said no, and uh, so inevit- inevitably they ended up just going part one and part two, yes. cutting this film up, which is probably a good idea because that would be real hard. Although to sit. it did premiere in its entirety, it did at the 2012 Cannes Directors Fortnight, and I believe that was the first time, uh, or one of the first times ever that like uh, an Indian film was screened at Cannes Film Festival. Oh, uh, maybe I'm not sure about that, but it's got to be one of the longest. Because mm-hmm. it was it, it was premiered in its entirety, five and a half yeah. hours. So I mean, you were with those people for a long, a long time. But that's cans, you know. Yeah. If you're going to cans, you should be able to sit through it. I mean, you're there to watch movies. Yeah. Well, I, of- I guess I guess more specifically, it was a Hindi language film to achieve this. It was one of the few to ever do this. Oh yeah. Yeah. Making one of the only Hindi. I don't know if there's any other India movies that have, but yeah. yeah I mean, maybe my but. Uh, but yeah, it was a. It came out to amazing reviews. Yes. We've been, we've talked about it before, but Martin Scorsese wrote the director a, a personal, personal letter. letter. Yeah, said, "Hey, we should meet. Yeah, That's way. we should meet up." Pretty crazy. It is because uh, Martin Scorsese is is obviously praised here in the states as like the godfather, no pun intended, but oh, the godfather yeah. of uh, gangster films here. He was on our forefront of our new wave of Hollywood in the late sixties and early seventies and everything. So. Uh, yeah, he's, he's it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's pretty real good. good. And not and I'm not even saying anything good, but he he wrote a personal letter. One, who the fuck writes letters anymore? Only Martin Scorsese because yeah. he's living in 1973. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it's that's crazy to me. But uh, we got to talk about the director a little bit. I'm gonna yes. butcher his name, uh, Anurag uh, Kashyap. 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 He has directed a ton of things, but we would know him from um, Ragov 2.0. Hey, the, yeah. The movie that we uh, that we both said looked good, but I got a lot of hate because I joked about him walking around with a pipe, which I still I, think is hilarious it, to me. Right. It doesn't mean <laughs> that we don't think it's a good film. It's just, uh, no, you but know, I thought it was funny. But after watching that, that goes on the top of my list now. And he yep. also co-directed Sacred Games, which is another one that was Which is another one. Everyone, I mean, this has got to be one of the greatest directors in India because he's got yeah. Gangs of Wasipur, Sacred Games, 
Um, He's directed a lot, yeah. a lot of movies, but uh, yeah. Rodov 2.0. Rodov like, 2.0, that's one of the most recent ones. The first Indian uh, Netflix series, Sacred Games, mm-hmm. that we... Uh, we reacted to that, right? Well, we we have a common thing in the comment section too, where pretty much everything he does is a masterpiece. That is what I've heard. Yes, pretty much. Yeah, pretty I, incredible uh, director. Yeah, I know. I, I really surprising. That. He's only forty seven too. He's got probably yeah. 20, 30 years at least of filmmaking. If he's going to do the Martin Scorsese years after he started, be... he started right around when Quentin Tarantino started. Uh huh. Although he, Quentin Tarantino is older than him, I'm pretty sure. But uh, yeah, let's talk about this movie. This is a movie where uh, it's just, you know, when you go and see a really good movie, at least for me, I have a smile on my face the entire time. Yep. When I'm seeing something that's really, really, really good, and I know I'm just smiling the entire time. I mean, it can be a tense moment, it can be anything, but I'm just happy that it is so good, and that this was one of those films. It was. I was blown away. I had Same. no idea, but when they're comparing it to um, uh, The Godfather, Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, I mean, it's just because it's, it's that big of a film. You know, it goes back and it goes through so many decades. It's a huge, huge movie. It is. And, and like, to be able to put so many different characters yeah. and, and, and give and flesh out every single character and, and have each and every one of them have a purpose. It was really well written. And every scene's so good. He It's styled in a way where, like, all the scenes are really short. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, it's really easy to digest. And then it's like in the middle, there's like a montage. It's it's just shot really, really well. But uh, that was it's something else very too. long. But, man, I, it felt short to me. Yeah. I just wanted to keep watching and watching and watching it. Uh, it was amazing. And I totally agree with what you just said there, too, because this film was running at about three hours, but it didn't feel like three hours oh. when I watched it. I was worried. Like, I was definitely worried. I'm like, this could be a long one. I mean, mm-hmm. two hours. I mean, anytime you start a movie that has two hours, 40 plus minutes, it's right. scary. It is. It's daunting. I mean, because it's, uh, it's got to keep your keep yeah. your attention the entire film, which is a hard thing to do, but this accomplishes it. But I was glued to this. I mean, when it wasn't even just the violence, I was stuck with the family drama. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see more of that. That was fucking insane. It was. But the violence is great, man. And it, it was funny also. There were scenes when I was laughing. Mm-hmm. There was, and that was very Tarantino-esque, in my opinion, where uh, the director broke up these really tense moments with these really comedic and funny moments. Yep. There's was multiple times I'll bring up, but uh, when I was laughing out loud, especially mm-hmm. with the cousins, I thought the cousins the co- were hilarious <laughs> yes. to me. Just the guy with the bowl cut for one was, uh, but those guys were bad ass, man. Yeah, they were. They didn't No one fucked with those guys. It was crazy. Nope. But yeah, I, I can't talk highly enough of it, man. I, and we've only watched part two. I can't wait. Or I, we only watched we only part watched one. Part I can't one, yeah. wait to watch part two. I know. I kind of had wished we had watched it both and then get Same. a full review because this, I mean, we're definitely going to have to come back to part two. We might have to do part two next week. Yeah. And then jump into like, oh, uh, Raman Ragov yeah. 2.0 or something like that. Yeah, or whatever our next one. But yeah, we're going to have to because. Or Unhodden. Uh, this film that is exactly. That's too. the next one. Yeah, that's on another one. Sure, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, this, I mean, it's something that should be watched. It's so good that I could say it should be watched in its five-hour entirety. The cinematographer in this, too, I I, I did see a lot of, like, uh, the same things that we see in Scorsese films, those those long, like, where they, they would follow the gangsters down a hallway and stuff. Like, yeah. It was really, really well shot in the editor for this, too. It wasn't choppy. It didn't feel like... Because, I mean, a movie like this, Cash, is so easy to, to fuck up the editing. Mm-hmm in the editing room because there's so many different decades that you're working with. You're jumping from 1940s to 1970s to the early 1980s. And you're like, okay, 
you got to make sure that you're on track and you're understanding all of it. And I thought they did a great job yeah. of piecing this film together where like you could understand the storyline uh, pretty easily. Yeah, and it's, considering e- it's how many easy for sure in a movie that's this long to get lost and disinterest and whatnot. But uh, I had a really easy job following it along. And, uh, it's a simple story, and that's uh, Scorsese S2 where it was mm-hmm. shot really simple, you know. Yep. There was no uh, crazy camera tricks or anything like no. that, but it was shot in a real, really real raw way, and uh, it was amazing. But uh, let's just talk about the violence. I yeah. completely grounded, mm-hmm. never had me second guessing that it wasn't real, but nope. a ton of it, and I fucking loved. Wasn't overly bloody, wasn't it overly wasn't. gory, but uh, I fucking loved it. There were some great fucking scenes where he's kicking ass. This guy, I know, and I appreciated. I appreciated especially, and this is like what makes it like gritty and real. And we're going to constantly go back to like Scorsese, but that's who we know. Oh yeah. But, but I love the stab scenes because like that one in particular, that's what I was gonna say where too, they're stabbing the guy, stab he didn't just fall down and, and die immediately. You know, with the, the ice pick when he stabbed. You're him. talking about the scene in, uh, let's talk about the scene in the alley. Yes. That scene was and so, it, and I, he's like, Hey buddy, he was like, Hey, fuck off. I and mean, then he <laughs> takes the knife, knife pick and just stabs. That was him against over. the, the other Muslims, mm-hmm. the, the butchers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That scene, I was, I wrote it down. I, I knew we, you were going to bring it up. So I wanted to bring it up too, but that scene is so good where it feels so real and feels like they just happened to get a camera on it. Uh-huh. Cause the guy runs away and it's so raw and they're like scrambling to get, yeah. it just, they're filming it the entire time. It's perfect. And it would have been real easy to just do an, uh, a lazy type of thing where you're just stabbing him and then he's like, Oh, Oh, and, and he just falls dies, down. But yeah. that's not realistic. No. You get stabbed with an ice pick, it's, you're going to be in shock. And I felt like the guy actually was. Like, when he got stabbed three or four times, I'm like, oh my God, is this guy going to run away or what's going well, yeah, on here? I, and it was so real because, you know, he got stabbed and he started to lose a little momentum. You could mm-hmm. see he was tiring yep. out a little. At first he could fight he back about and then he five, couldn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, see that one stab was, uh, you know, what we know from uh, Gangs of New York. It was a kill shot. It was a kill right shot. Right into the fucking uh, liver, kidney or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he immediately started losing his but. I can't get over. It. I love that fucking scene. Same. It's it was so good, and that They're was another scene with the down cousin. with a car too. And they <laughs> just they just murder the guy in broad daylight. That's one thing they did not fucking. Care. And this was care. like you know we when I'm watching, I'm like, man, this this seems like it's like the 20s. It's long. Mm-hmm. This is the 80s. Yeah, <laughs> it's the 80s, man. You're talking like 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, it's crazy. And now everyone, the streets are packed, and they're just mm-hmm. watching that fight. I'm not fucking with no. that guy. But you know our main character, um, uh, what's his name? Sardar. Uh, Sardar. Yeah. He does a great fucking job. And uh, again, we keep bringing up Scorsese, but uh, with him shaving his head, that mm-hmm. brought me back to Taxi Driver. Yep. For sure. That's the same <laughs> thing I thought. The De Niro was shaving his yeah. head and everything. It yeah. had to have been. It had to have been a nod for sure to Taxi Driver. And I love that him shaving his head until he avenged his father. His father, yeah. Shahid. Let's talk about his dad. A this guy was a giant. A giant of a man and a badass, too. I thought, uh, yeah, at first, because he was, because, you know, he beats up the muscle man, which yes. was fucking awesome. And this was For in- people that know what a muscle man is, <laughs> it's a guy who locks you into the pit and just beats. If you try to come out early, he just beats the shit out yeah. of you and pushes you back uh-huh. in. Well, and, they, and it got a good and sense of that, And it's a big job. Too. It's, a, yeah. it's like you get paid a lot of money to be the mm-hmm. muscle man. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that first scene of him uh, beating the shit out of the muscle man with a rock after yep. his wife died. Well, because uh, he was working in, in the mines, and he was like, you dogs, you better not uh, take a break, or yeah. I'll, I'll pretty much beat you to a pulp. 
and uh, he's like, "Hey, I gotta go." Well, my wife's my been wife's in, pro- in labor. He labor for six hours. And he, and he and his reply was, "Quit gossiping." I love the line though. He goes, "Yeah, you're in labor too." He goes, yes. "Finish up." I love yeah, that. That was line. a great line. Again, you know, uh, it was great dialogue. It like uh, mm-hmm. Tarantino s dialogue, really, yes. really quick and smart and funny, but uh, and light too. You know, yeah. it was never too heavy, never too dark or anything. Like that. But yeah, the, when he beats the muscle man. Great fucking It's a great scene. scene. A muscle man. I love that. Yeah. But yeah, that that's... His dad is huge. I mean, no one fucks with him. The part when he's going around tearing down the village and shit like that, burning everything. Well, he's got to be like 6'10". Yeah, he was a big man. <laughs> he's a well, foot short. He's a foot taller than... And you saw that. a muscle man. They're around the same height. Yeah, of course. That guy was like seven foot. When he eventually came, you know, the, the muscle man, you know, to the coal mine worker, yep. you could see how much... How he towered over all of them. And I love that scene where... He uh, pulls him by by the neck, the boy, and just throws him back yeah. in to show them. Because he's like, brother, aren't you one of us? And he was like, fuck, fuck you. No. I moved <laughs> up. Get back to I work. And he, and he puts up the knife. Yeah. Yep. He goes, yeah, all of you, back to work. And but like, yeah, man, Damn. I thought he was going to be the main guy. So did I. And I love that twist, Same, too. yeah. I love the twist because I did not see it coming at all. I was confused. I actually rewound the movie. Same. Yeah. I'm not kidding. And I was like, hold on. This is not This is not Shahid, is it? Yeah. Or, uh, I was like, there's no way it's him. And then I go back, and I'm like, oh, it was him. He died. What the hell? Who's, yeah. the, who's the main character? Here? And out of nowhere, it was such a quick, quick death. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, I'm going to keep bringing it up, but it's the biggest compliment. It is um, the biggest compliment. Tarantino-esque. You know, yep. where anyone can die. The main character immediately. Yep. But uh, and I love films like that too because like that just but that's like forty five minutes in and yeah. you're like well I've spent so much time with this guy he can't die at this no point. like we're already invested into him <laughs> yeah. what are you doing to us but uh, yeah his dad his dad was a badass and then Absolutely. his son is uh, the real badass though Sadar because mm-hmm. his his dad his dad started out robbing trains. Yeah, he did. When just fucking everyone robbed trains. Like, it was, it was just a normal a thing. <laughs> yeah, just another day on well, the Well, because now the other guys were like, well, we robbed trains. Yeah. <laughs> what? what? He impersonated them, yeah, which exactly. I thought was hilarious. Yeah. yeah, he pretended to be, like, the big, uh, like, hero. He was, like, a Muslim uh-huh. hero that robbed these trains constantly. Yep. So he was like, fuck yeah, I'll do that, too. And then they were like, just kick him out. And then he had to go to the coal mines. But, uh, right. But we didn't even talk about the opening scene, the shootout, which... It never gets to again in the entire movie. It does not. But I guess, I guess yeah, it gets into it in part it. two. Well, it has to. It has no to at some point, yeah. And that was present day. It was present day. And that's the only time we go back to present day mm-hmm. is at the very start. Yep. Because this movie's so fucking long, it's got a prologue and an epilogue yes. in, in one part. Now, this was the only thing. And, th- and this is, again, a compliment because this is the only thing I could find wrong because I like to nitpick sometimes. Mm-hmm. The only thing I found wrong in the very opening scene, those boys did not reload one time when they were just lighting up that house. Oh. And I'm like, okay, that I was watching one guy and specifically he must have <laughs> shot 70 rounds before he reloaded. Yeah. It's not a big deal at all, but I did notice that. Well, those, AKs, like, the, those AKs can hold a lot of rounds. Yeah, they can. You know, like the fucking banana clips. So <laughs> yeah, the ones that coming around, still, yeah. Those those okay's. But yeah, I mean, I, I didn't see. And it was cutting back and forth, too. So I thought they could have easily they reload could, yeah. during a cut. Mm-hmm. For sure. But uh, yeah, you really don't know what's going on. But man, they are loading into that. Uh, and no one ever checks if anyone's dead in this movie. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> they just go on and tell the boss. But that was something interesting because it was the same thing that... Uh, that that guy told him about uh, Sarad's kid or whatever. Mm-hmm. Remember, he went to him and he was like, uh, "Yeah, I buried, I chopped him, I buried chopped him up and buried him." He's yeah. like, "Sure, sure." That's and the that same thing at the very start. The guy, the guy was calling the same guy. He's like, "Get their dead." 
He's like, they didn't answer the phone, so they got to be dead. Well, fuck, they're not going to answer the I phone. Know, you're not, their you dumbass. <laughs> you just lit up their hey, house. what's going on? <laughs> just wondering. Can you guys get away? Uh, yeah, I mean, what the fuck? He's like, yeah, they're gone. They didn't answer. They didn't answer. It's all good. But, uh, yeah, that comes into play again. you got to really stare well, about him in 20, the 20, 30 years later, you finally ask him. He goes, what, can you just quit lying to me? Just tell me the truth or I'm going to go out and bury you. He said, go bring me the bones. Mm-hmm. And, he was uh, like, oh, about that. <laughs> He's like, I can't, I can't. Like, you know what? I, I, I got for sure I he, he was going to play it off at least go to the site and just like run off or something like right. that. But no, he just uh, straight up said, no, I didn't kill him. They were they got away. I guess I didn't really want. There's no chasing after anyone in this movie. There is not. <laughs> Once you get away, because I love that scene when they're throwing the bombs, mm-hmm. and it's at the very. It's like the montage after they go to. Uh, well, let's talk about the scene when they go to jail. Yes, because I fucking love that scene. Because one, there's great slaps in this movie. There are awesome slaps. Great fucking slaps in this movie, and that is what I'm always looking for. And in the any India cinema, they know how to how slap. To slap, they really my do. God, but there's gotta be there's gotta be like a training to like a perfect slap. Yeah, oh, it's, you know? it's I don't even know. It's, do they go open? Like, well, I do they think open it's, the thumb? I think it's with the hips too. I think oh, it's a you lot gotta of, use yeah, some swing hips. It's the same like with a baseball, baseball bat. Swing and a baseball swing the hips, bat. Absolutely. Yo, totally. But uh, that scene when uh, Sarad and his cousins go and meet up with uh, what's the main bad guy's name? The main guy. Oh, uh, Ramadir Singh. Ramadir Singh. Remember they go meet up with his son, J.P. Singh, because mm-hmm. they're just going to buy the land under him. Right. He said, I paid $10. And the guy gets up, and he just slaps so the, the shit, shit out of him like 50 times. Yeah. And the guy's dad's just sitting, sitting there. there just letting like, him slap him. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Honestly, I thought I thought but at it was that point be like, he had grown a reputation where he was a real fucking and but and that's when the, uh, he finds out too. It's a great um, a great moment in the film when he finds out whose son he is because yep. he's like, oh fuck, that guy was supposed to be dead, and his dad was a fucking threat, savage. <laughs> yeah, well, in that I love that scene too because he he had overheard uh, his father talking about how he was going to rule one day. Yeah, you know, rule rule uh, over Wasipur one day, and and then boom, they they assassinate him. Oh, which yeah, I love yeah, that, yeah. and I love how they tied in the assassin later on in the film too. The same assassin, unbeknownst to the grandson, yeah, unbeknownst to him, but he it's actually a great death. killed. It's a great death. Too. It is. It, it is, is a good, too, yeah. good death. Shoots him. He goes flying through the door. <laughs> yeah, and that that was one of my favorite. The scenes. guy ripped him off. He did, and I love that. Those little details where he. He etches an, an insignia in the guns. Yeah, it was smart because then you know, oh, that guy's been ripping. He Everyone just, what he off. does, he sells these mm-hmm. same six guns and then they, he's working with the cops. And, and that's why he would sell them under, under, yeah. underpriced. Because he's not selling them all. He's like renting them out mm-hmm. for like a day and then he can get, he gets he, them back. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like that too. Uh, yeah, uh, his son, Fazel, who was a wild guy, wild man, ended up uh, having his. Growth completely stunted because he walked in on his mom and uncle getting a little frisky. That's that's a tough. That, and all he all he was trying to do he was but thirsty. Completely he was trying to get some water. Growth. Yeah, <laughs> Jeez. that's rough. Just shows you the damage. Uh, th- seeing things like that as a kid does do. Well, and he did become a stoner soon. He after did that. smoking that. Uh, it's called something, but uh, that old pipe, you know, that big mm-hmm. long like. I was gonna say turning into a stoner, you know, smoking a lot of weed. He smoked. Yeah, and he goes to jail for like what's months. Yeah. And they don't get him out or anything. But that's something I loved about the main character is he wasn't perfect at all. You know, he's very uh, 
Tony Montana ass. One very promiscuous. He's an anti-hero. Yeah, he is. He fucks everything that moves. And that is what this movie, maybe the underlying theme, is this guy fucks everything. Oh, for one, we got to talk about the score was amazing. They use a ton. I'm glad you brought it up. A ton of Indian uh, folk songs. Mm Mm-hmm. But what I learned about Indian folk songs is they're all about fucking. And they're <laughs> dirty. Am, they're super yeah. dirty, man. Yeah. <laughs> I yes. was cracking up. Because you obviously watch with the subtitles. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. And they when they play the music, they play the subtitles. And I was, and I was thinking, they're what? like, it's all about like, fuck you till you scream. Scream and stuff like that. These are traditional Indian. Mm-hmm. I was. I got to tell you something so dying. funny. My girlfriend was coming in and out of the room as I'm watching this. <laughs> and one of the songs came on as she's reading the subtitles. And she goes. Is that a like? A, is that a for real thing? Like, is that a song? I was and I'm dying. The songs laughing. were great. And they like, were you awesome. Would never know. No, I mean obviously not by knowing the language, but you never know that they were one of the dirtiest songs you've ever heard in your life. I know, which to me was surprising. I didn't think it would get that vulgar and that like. You I know, think it just added. And it was on, awesome. I think it just added on to the comedy element in mm-hmm. my mind, at least, because all those songs were about fucking. Well, and it tied so well to the to the lead here, Sardar. Yeah. So well because that was his life. Oh yeah, you know where where he he was so promiscuous. He was he was sleeping with multiple women. He his wife originally Nagma agreed that he could have a mistress because she was constantly pregnant. Yeah, which and is then, a wild hall pass. Oh, it's a wild hall pass. <laughs> but then he goes out. He, that's not good enough for him, and he ends up getting a second wife, uh, Durga. Immediately, she gets pregnant, and she gets pregnant. I'm like, dude, this. Then guy, he goes this back guy. to the first wife. Uh-huh. And she's pregnant again. Again. And he's like, and he gets mad at her. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? He's like, uh, he's like, what are you doing this on purpose? And she's like, God didn't come down and fuck me. No like, I love that. I love that she said that, dude. That was funny. But it's like, uh, dude, your pullout game's weak. Horrible, man. You gotta work on that. What I mean, do you, you don't gotta be a genius you to don't connect to the understand. Two. He's yeah. blaming everyone else. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Come on, Sonar. Yeah. If you're literally every I mean <laughs> Let's be honest. This guy is shooting straight bullets. He is. He never had a problem with the fertilization. You bump into this guy and you might be pregnant. (laughs) You could be. On the street, you might hit him and then you fucking, nine months later, you got a little Sadar coming. Yeah. Because this guy is fucking fertile as they come. But, uh, but yeah, I loved, because I, before that, I loved the prison scene when they're in the prison and mm-hmm. they're singing and everything. It's yeah. so cool. Yep. When he's building the bombs and that little guy's dancing the whole time. It's fucking, it's awesome. But uh, a, a good, they went to jail for seemingly no reason. <laughs> you know, I think it was one just of to slap things. that guy and just to find, find the bomb guy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they start bombing everyone after they that. Do. No one can really stop the bombs. No, <laughs> no. I, just I think going it's, uh, around on. Uh, on fucking little uh, little, Kureshi, little mopeds the and they're just people, throwing yeah. bombs out. Those Kureshi people are bad. They are bad news. They're fucking gang raping half the goddamn town. Yeah, Remember no they're abducting, mm-hmm. abducting women because they weren't part of a Muslim or whatever, right? And they're raping them. Mm-hmm. So then well, they call Sadar and they're like Sadar, we got, we wouldn't we wouldn't go to you unless we knew <laughs> unless we we knew you were going to do something about it. And sure enough, he does. And I love that scene. That was a gruesome scene. Where they end up capturing the the last two guys, they, oh, the, they drag the guy that the, raped him, the, yeah. of, uh, raped the woman. Uh. They drag the one guy into the hall and start chopping him up with that fucking yeah. meat cleaver, and then bring the second well, guy that's, out. Right before that is the funniest scene when he's kicking the door. <laughs> it, <laughs> I laugh yep. so hard at the yep. scene. He goes, "Hold on." He goes, "He goes, it's the wrong, it's way. The wrong way." It opens out. He goes, "Okay, thanks." And he just rushes <laughs> in. 
That scene but was hilarious. Like I that, laughed out loud. There's many scenes like that sprinkled through where you're just like, wait, what the fuck? And then they go and chop up a guy. Right. But again, it's Tarrant. Mm-hmm. It's very... It t- but that scene it's is so where he's out there for like a minute times, and a half yeah. kicking that door. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's just really good writing. Very real, you know. It is. Because it, it reminds me in a sense of like De Niro and Pesci yeah. too. Where it's like there were funny moments between them. Or it and, gives and, you the feeling like, oh, these are just regular guys. Yeah. They're, they're just, just... They're not superheroes or anything. No, they're they just, just normal. They just have the balls where, to kill anyone where no one else... I mean, if, imagine just wanting something so you just go and kill someone immediately. Right. Like, man, that's, that's a nice kind of the car. Life they're living. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wasn't doing anything fucking. He wasn't. It's again, they it, it remind me of uh, Scarface, Tony Montana, mm-hmm. where he just started going and killing everyone. Where yeah. it's like, this is the easiest way. You don't got to trick him and get him arrested or anything. Just start killing just kill him. him. Start, <laughs> that's, that's how it but is. But that's what he does. And it's, uh, I don't know, it makes him, uh, it makes Sadar likable, I guess. Because, yeah. you know, he's funny. He never knows what he's going to do. He's not, he's not a maniacal genius or whatever. He just kills the right people. Yep. Then he knows what to do, you know? I, I also love the scene with Sardar when uh, Trapathi is the is the actor. And I swear, dude, this has got to be the Robert De Niro of gangster films. He's in, in everything, I in guess. India, because, yeah, he's in Sacred Games. He's in uh, Mirzapur. Yeah. As, ironically enough, Trapathi mm. in that, too. That's his actual last name. But he's in everything. But I love the assassination of, of trying to kill Sardar. Sardar. And and his son gets shot, but just gets grazed, right? And, and this was another funny out, scene yeah. where he freaks out, and the son's literally like, no, I can walk, I'm fine. Yeah, he's like, don't let him walk, I don't, don't let him walk. Pick him up They're grabbing yeah. him, and he's like, he's like no, I'm no, fine. No, really, yeah. I'm okay. And then the doctor, and then the lights go out, and that was so funny to me. He's like, no, you better start working. He goes, we can't do anything. It's completely dark. It's actually he's more like, of a risk. better not make a mistake then. <laughs> it's like more of a risk to do it in the dark. That's what the doctor was That was, was funny, though, but it was really... Uh, it felt really real to me because I, he, I wasn't. It didn't feel like to me like uh, he was scared of his son dying, but he was scared of what his wife would do to him if his mm-hmm. son died. Yep, that's the thing, and that's another thing is the ra- all the relationships in this movie felt very real to very, me. Very, very. You know, real. he he was a horrible dad. He didn't no. he didn't know um he didn't know what's his name until he was uh what Danish definite? Danish Khan. Oh, Danish Khan. Yeah, yeah, he he didn't know him. That was the guy that got shot. He didn't yeah. know him until he was, he was later. But I mean. He still loved him or whatever. Well, and it showed that out. so many yeah. times, too, where, where Sadar was just a terrible father. He would show up, give him some money, and leave. Yeah. You know, like, he, he wasn't a um To the point where the bad father. guy um, paid uh, yes. his wife, uh, Nagma. Yeah. Which, uh, no wonder they call her Nagma. She's fucking nagging him. The whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Understandably, though, I mean, Sadar's kind of a piece of shit when it comes to being a husband. Well, that, it, uh, it ends up biting him in the ass in the end. It does. When, because uh, another great thing that this movie has is treachery and backstabbing, mm-hmm. and there's so many twists and turns. There are. Where he's this, he's this kind of guy where he had to go and kill so many people that pretty much no one actually likes him. Except for the cousins, I have to say. The cousins, cousins. seem to be 100% with him. 100% and these in. guys are just as fucking, I love the scene when he throws, one of the cousins throws the bomb and it doesn't blow up. The powder gets, and the guy's like, what the? F-? And then all the guys are chasing him, and he's jumping on top of things, yep. trying to get, and they all got knives, and they're poking at him. But the cousins, man, are bad ass. They are. The scene when they're when they're in the Jeep, because matter the cousins work for uh, the main bad guy at the start, mm-hmm. and they get him to, like, well, give, they give him a Jeep or whatever, and they immediately start going around stealing gas off of everyone and selling it on the black yep. market. And they just steal the Jeep. They never come back. Yeah. And then they start robbing gas stations on the way. That's how they get their start. 
You got to start somewhere. They're bad. Yeah, again, man, just bad asses. They just took what they wanted. That's what you got to do. In you got to. It's what you got to do. But uh, but yeah. Something else I noticed, um, and and maybe someone can can kind of comment on this, was there seemed to be a financial part of the marriages too, where it seemed to be like they would pay the father of the daughter as well with the marriage. Yeah, that's, well, that that's was kind of what uh, I saw, and I, I, I didn't really know much about and that. And I thought that's what culturally. Uh, I thought that's what happened when they, uh, when they killed the one guy, chopped him up for mm-hmm. raping. I'm pretty sure they made that guy go and marry the girl. Yeah, because he was the last guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which uh, for sure. But yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. It's like a partnership. Like mm-hmm. once you're, because then you can't go and kill this guy's in your family, now. right? And then it's not dishonoring, probably to or not as dishonoring to the woman. Because that ended up yeah, being your I think and all at, the other guys I think at dead. this time in this world, if you're a woman and you get raped, you're kind of like, you know, I don't think anyone wants her anymore. Yeah. It's shitty to say. So it's now, so now, sad. so they would yeah. make the rapist, which sucks for the woman. So yeah, that's actually it's even hor- worse. Horrible. Much it's, worse. It's much worse. Yeah. I know everyone's feeling bad for the guy here, but yeah, it was for like, the woman, that's, the woman gotta, that's gotta be the worst thing ever. And I love when uh, when they talked to him, the guys were like, We were so drunk and so horny. We had to <laughs> right. grab her. Like, it's not gonna be enough for well, Cigar. It, I hope you were uh hope you enjoyed it because now you're dead. Yeah. You got what you deserve, pal. Brutal, Sorry, brutal. But, but uh but yeah, and then they end up uh uh Danish or whatever ends up marrying uh the Sultan's uh, sister. Because mm-hmm. he's pissed about yes. that. They lock him in the room while it's happening. Yeah. Which that guy, he, at first he was a badass. But then he just becomes a, kind of a sniveling little little shit for sure. He does. And he ends up, uh, well, he ends up getting the best of our Sadar at the end. Mm-hmm. This fucking guy. Should we just talk about the ending? Yeah, let's talk about the ending. <coughs> Shot beautifully. Yes. The very end when he's when the sun's right there and he's looking up at him and he's kind of stumbling around and he's just confused, exactly. completely and utterly exactly. confused. Yeah. He doesn't even know what happened. So uh, he's ambushed, like you said, in a very sunny fashion. And Godfather is got, exactly what came up to me when I saw at, this. Scene. It wasn't at the toll booth. This it was time. not. It was at, the at toll a gas booth. station. Very similar. But it reminded me because they lit up the car the same way that Sonny got lit up in Godfather. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, it was, uh, it was as, as you said, just so well shot. So well shot, so realistic, too, that mm-hmm. they made sure to get in there and shoot him. Yes. Because you got to fucking shoot this guy, and you got to make sure he's dead. Because this guy's so goddamn tough yep. that he's going to come back no matter what. So you got but it was him, and it was the Sultan. Mm-hmm. Those guys showed up on was, fucking uh, mopeds. Yep. Typical ambush, uh, jumped the guy, shot into the car. He still, to everyone's surprise, got out. Yeah, you know, got shot in the literal head. Yes. And I got to say, Sultan, Sultan, uh, that was the second time he tried to assassinate him. Yeah. First time he failed. Second time is, uh, that was the end of that. Oh, absolutely. And this is after he married, or one of his sons married his sister. And it was supposed to be a peace offering, meaning that the two families were going to just, you know, let bygones be bygones. But that's never the case in gangster films. No, well, the the Sultan was supposed to kill him earlier, remember? He got the automatic weapons. Mm -hmm. And he couldn't do it. Nope. He couldn't fucking kill him, because one, he always always, uh, went around with uh, security. Yep. But at the very end... And I like that, too. Fucking not... At the very end, fucking not Nagma, but Durga. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it, I mean, well, it, and at Fiz- first, and Fazale also, but, but unbeknownst to him, because yeah. he actually he actually loved his father. It wasn't it wasn't so much him; it was more of his, um, uh, 
his friend who worked for the Sultan. Yeah, but it was that but ended up telling him first, and then you're right, and then Dergma. So I don't think we really know right now who really uh, was the one behind him getting ambushed. Well, obviously we know it's definitely his uh, fucking uh, his wife for sure. But I think for sure there's gonna be. I think Fazale's gonna be the main person in the second in one. the second film. I feel like for yeah. sure, you know, he's got. They've been building up to something. This yeah. guy's a psycho too, for yeah. sure. He's got his father's blood, one hundred percent. He's just half the size, unfortunately, because yeah. he was stunted at at a growth. But yeah, man, uh, Fazel was the same guy in the train scenes, right? Who went and got the guns? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I. It's love- very confusing because there's a guy named Fazel and there's yes. a guy named Fazuli or something. That was the one thing for me. And the names like, are Ugh. identical, but Fazuli is the guy's friend. I'm pretty sure. Yes, and that was the one who ended up telling the Sultan. Yep. But but a Fazale or Faz, Faz, yeah Fazale. Fazale, yeah. Fazale. He didn't he didn't know that his friend would betray his father. Yeah. He had no idea, you know. So that that should make things interesting, especially <laughs> with the friend coming coming to part two. I cannot wait for part two. I yeah, really either can. can I? Because uh, yeah, my only opinion is um. Is fucking Sadir should have worked a little faster in reclaiming his father's name or whatever. Uh, yeah. Seemed to really be enjoying himself on the come up. I feel like he might have got lost on the way because he was really expanding the empire where he, he could have killed that guy many times. Yes. Like, I'm guessing the whole thing is he didn't just want to kill him. He wanted to take his entire business from him or whatever because yep. that guy ruined his life. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, he's like, at we end with him getting shot, you know, the sunshot picture, but, uh, He's like the most powerful guy in Wasupur, yep. right? This At the like, time, yeah, for sure, unquestionable. Because they moved into the fish market, yeah, and started. Making I know people. they bought that lake and then charged commission extortion. for everyone. Oh yeah, extortion. <laughs> and I was like, well, this is great. This yeah. is what you got to do if you're a gangster. You got to extort. Exactly, and that's that's the whole thing with gangster films is you have to somehow um, write a movie where you. Like the the main guy, but the main guy is a bad guy. He's a bad person, yeah. By all means, you he's still a horrible root for person. Him. But yeah, a good gangster film makes you uh, root for um, the main guy. And I was definitely rooting for Sadar. I was rooting for Sadar's dad. Uh-huh, Sahan, yeah. I wanted that guy to come up. But now Sadar and fucking um, his dad are gone. I'm just going through. It's going through the family tree. <laughs> it's going through the family tree. And I do think you're right. I think it will be Fazal or Fazal. Well, uh, Danish was the second in command. I mean, I mean, if someone was going to get the business yes. after him, but I mean, the two cousins—they're gonna—they don't want—they don't want power. They just want to be. They just want. They just want to murder and have a lot of fun doing. They just want to hold your hand while you go to the company because they will do anything for Absolutely. you. That cousin is fucking uh, is great, man. The greatest cousin in the world. But I was worried at first because I'm like, man, these guys got to be getting older, right? Mm-hmm. We started in the 40s, and like these guys are looking pretty old by then. Right. But they do keep it um, continuity with the cousin having gray hair. Yep. And even the the hitman at the very, he looked older too yeah. from when he sold or when oh, he killed much. his Oh, when dad. he killed, yeah, yeah. Shahid. But uh, Sadar looked great throughout mm-hmm. the entire thing. He did. <laughs> looked very young the entire time. But uh, but he also cut his hair, so I guess you couldn't tell if he had gray hair or whatever. But uh. Yeah, Mason, that's Gangs of Wasp War Part 1. I fucking loved it. So did I. I really love this. I cannot wait for I cannot wait to see yeah. how this uh, this two-part series uh, concludes, man. Yeah, I'm so am I. I, I. I really can't. I, again, I regret not sitting down and watching all five and a half hours. At once, yeah. 
But, you know, not very people have five and a half hours that they can just sit there. It's hard, even even now. But, yeah, man, I mean, I was, I really was blown away. Um, I was surprised. Everyone was talking about how good, and I thought, man, how good could it really be? Yeah. Because you do often wonder, you know, with how many films we've now seen, like, how good is a film, really, when people say, oh, it's a masterpiece or whatever. This one really was was nothing short of it. I mean, I really couldn't find anything that I didn't like about this movie. Like, just everything about it, the story. Yeah, I mean, the, when they were comparing it to um, The Godfather and, like, Once Upon a Time and, like, in a New they York. Said it's and, um, Once Godfather. Upon a Time in America and everything. They were comparing it to those huge gangster films. I thought, man, how the fuck could you do that? I would put it right up there with them. Absolutely. I mean, so it's, I. it's that good. I would honestly put them right up there with them. It is. It's a really good film. I mean, now it just makes me want to go on a, on a, uh, on Nurag, uh, Kanash Whatever his last name is, Kasha. Bender. Yeah, I want to go through and watch this full filmography. All of it. Yeah, we got to watch uh, Raman Ragav 2.0. Raman Ragav, I really want to watch because you know this guy can do violence well. So now mm-hmm. I want to see him when it's and just violence. What's fascinating about that is that's actually based on a real life serial sure, killer in the 1960s yeah. in Mumbai. Yeah. So you know it's so, got to be brutal. Super brutal. Because this film, we got to talk about one other thing, is um, was banned in a few countries. Ooh. And that's always the it's always fucking- a good sign. Absolutely, it's always a good sign because you know the film's probably good if they're <laughs> banning it, you know, places. It was it's Qatar and Kuwait, which in Qatar it doesn't take much for them to ban anything. <laughs> I mean, I, it, nothing's allowed in Qatar, but uh, it's still a good sign. If I ever yeah. released a film, my goal would at would least be, banned in three something, countries. <laughs> something, please ban my film somewhere. But uh, yeah, for violence, which I can see if you're a pretty conservative country, this film was pretty violent. Yes, but, it is. Uh, it was great, you know. It wasn't over-the-top violence. No, it wasn't. All. Very grounded. It just felt awesome. And as you said before, to kind of wrap it up, uh, it really did feel like someone was just recording, just had a camera and recorded someone's life. Yeah. Like like a gangster's life, yeah. you know. I, ne- I was never, like, taken away in any parts in this film being like, oh, this is a movie, this is fiction. Like, to me, I was so engrossed into everything that was going on in this story. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was a lot of fun. This, yeah. this first part was really good. I cannot wait for the second. I see absolutely why they were uh, comparing it to, I mean, not comparing it, but sh- saying that he took a lot from Scorsese and mm-hmm. Quinteron because you can absolutely see it. Just, but again, because sure. of the realism of the violence and how nothing feels scripted or choreographed. Yep. You know, it almost feels like improv. Yes. <laughs> it almost feels like he said, Some okay, it, here's yeah, a knife. He's wearing squibs. Just start stabbing him mm-hmm. and see where it fucking see where goes. It goes. Yeah. Like, it might not be easy, but just stay with it. Just keep stabbing mm-hmm. it, because that's how I feel about it. And again... It's just good writing. Last time I'll bring him up, just kidding, probably I'll bring him up again, but Scorsese, how he takes real events and makes movies out of them. Oh, yeah. You know, like, uh, just whatever. Uh, but this film was actually mainly draws from real events that took place, like gang wars. Yeah. Uh, it's the fucking coal dynasty that I... I mean, we haven't had coal mafia since the 1920s. I know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, but, yeah, you're right, because it's... It's nice, but you can see the uh, transgression through it. You can see how uh, what Cole became and yes. whatnot through these times. And how that, in some ways, they kind of abandoned that and moved on to bigger yeah, and better things. Because it's fucking coal. It's, it's coal. the worst energy source you mm-hmm. can possibly have. Yeah. So they moved on to fish. Fish yes, are fucking hey, awesome. Smart. It's good. <laughs> Everyone and, uh, always loves and fish. And car parts, too, for guns. The worst tried, guns. Yeah, the worst those guns. Those guns were hilarious. Kept exploding in And they hands. kept those guns forever. Mm-hmm. Every time they shot, they exploded. It's a one shot. Their all hands are all bandaged it's like a mus- up. It's like a musket. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's Games Watch Sport. 
That's part Gangs one. of Wasa We Park. were definitely yep. going to do part two. Though. We'll do part two. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Next, uh, probably next, next Friday? week. Yeah, I okay. think so. Yeah. So let's do uh, let's do Gangs of Wasa Park part two next week. So be be sure to tune into that, guys. This was our review for Gangs of Wasipur Part 1. Thanks for watching. Be sure to like the video, comment below, and subscribe to the channel. Hit the bell notification as we are dropping videos every day on this channel. Thanks for watching, everyone. Thanks for your recommendations. Thanks for the comments. My name is Mason Knight. That is Cash Krause, and until next time. Bye.